This is episode number 12 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. Today we discuss the challenges of shooting on the streets in small towns and neighborhoods. And welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, and with me, as usual, is Ashley Huntsberger. How you doing, Ashley? Doing good. Hey, everybody. Yeah, what's uh, what's new and exciting on the other side of the equator? Not too much. We had, I guess you guys just had the Halloween holiday go by, but yesterday was a holiday here, the Day of the Dead instead. Uh, we had a day off. So they do that in Bolivia too, huh? Yeah. Oh, so and it's a, an actual holiday? Yeah. Um, they don't have too many festivities as far as I can tell, but they get the day off work, so... Hey, what else do you need? You can make up your own yeah. festivities. <laughs> yeah, and if I sound a little under the weather, it's because we had a holiday too. Yesterday was Game 7 of the World Series, and I live here in Cleveland, Ohio, so we were to, yeah, we came up on the short end of the stick, but uh, the game ran really late. Didn't finish till 1 o'clock or quarter to 1 in the morning. So, yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you can't take anything away from the Chicago Cubs, though. I mean, I'm yeah. great team. Glad to see them do what they did. Just unfortunately, they did it to us. So what can you say? But uh, I can't would, win them all. No, you can't. You can't. Um, but it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was exciting. I went down. I didn't actually go to the game, but I went down to shoot on the streets around the game to shoot around the edges a little bit. How was that? Yeah, uh, it was it was very exciting. It, it's hard, you know, when you want to photograph, but you're in the middle of something that's so emotional and exciting, uh, you know, to not get wrapped up in the moment, which I did. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't shoot what I wanted to. I went down purposely to try to capture people's expressions and interactions with other people. And that's what I was looking for. And I didn't do it as much as I should. I, I, I didn't get many very good shots but so what i was out on the streets walking around and yeah. it was a beautiful night i mean normally it's cold and rainy here in november it was like 75 degrees fahrenheit wow. you you can yeah. convert that, that to celsius for me <laughs> i'm still really bad at that <laughs> oh no, really okay yeah it's probably uh, 15 degrees 18 i'm not sure <laughs> yeah i think about 15 or something i I know the formula, but I don't want to take the time to figure it out. All I have to do is spend a few days in Canada, and then I've got it down. So yeah, I, yeah. I find my brain divides it up. I can only think or in Fahrenheit or in Celsius, but it's really hard to convert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, it is. Subtract 32, divide by 2, I think. Whatever. Anyway, this isn't a math class. So <laughs> so that that happened. That was, But it was exciting. It was fun. It was, it was, it was a good run. Yeah, and LeBron was at the game. They the Cavaliers played right next door. Oh, uh, before, yeah, they moved the they moved the game up a little early so you know people wouldn't be coming and going at the same time. And then LeBron came over and attended the game and nice. didn't didn't bring any of his magic with him, but that's okay. Well, he did sort of, but oh. anyway, it was good. <laughs> it was a lot of fun and and just an exciting time here on here yeah, on, here nice on the when lake. A, when a big event comes to your own city, you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> it is. You know, we had three of them this year. You know, we had the, the NBA championship, we had the Republican convention, and now the World Series. So, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, we're done for the year, done for the decade. <laughs> so, anyway, let's uh, let's talk about what's going on in the world of street photography. So, what, what do you have? Well, for 
of all, uh, something we wanted to mention was that we see so many really good shots from big cities, from New York, London, you name it. There's tons of great street photography in big urban environments. But we would love to see more work from smaller towns, even from just neighborhoods. Um, so we wanted to throw that out there. Just in case anybody out there is taking street shots in a smaller town, um, that's something we really love to see because it's more of a challenge, I would say. What do you think, Bob? I think it's probably more challenging in a smaller city. Oh, it's definitely more challenging. Um, you, there's typically not as many people on the street, especially if it's in the U.S. Everybody drives, and many small towns have, you know, been been closed up by places like Walmart. So. Oftentimes we don't have uh, we don't have downtowns. We have like strip malls and enclosed yeah. malls and things like that. And it, yeah, it makes it tough. Uh, I know myself. I mean, I live in the suburbs, and if I go walking in my neighborhood, I could walk for forty five minutes and not see another person. Yeah. So that you know that 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 makes it tough. Other places have very vibrant uh, street life, like New York and parts of Chicago, and most of Europe. <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, everybody's got a story to tell and what's, you know, what's yours? We've, you know, we like to feature people who um, are shooting in different places. Not that we don't like New York, we don't like London, but there's, it's a big world out there. So if you've got some work yeah. and you want to become known, let us know. Yeah, for sure. I thought of someone when, when we talked about this earlier, um, one of our featured street photographers of the week from back in January of this year, actually almost a year ago, was a person who on Instagram, they're 1968 Celine, S-E-L-I-N. And on Flickr, I believe it's backwards, Celine 1968. But uh, when I interviewed Celine, as they're known, <laughs> I noticed that he had sev uh, the same street vendor in several images. And each image was different and really good. But I asked him, is this one of your you know, favorite places to shoot or what's, what's up with this street vendor? And he said, it's just a coincidence because my city is really small. And he said, it's so small, sometimes I find myself recognizing the street dogs when I go downtown. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, but it's really, he's a really good example of the fact that even if you live in the suburbs or a small town, you can still find your vision, find good images. I think it's not so much about a lack of opportunities in a smaller town rather than maybe it's a lack of our own vision, our own eye. We just have to, we just need to practice seeing, seeing the image in any circumstance or environment. Yeah, I think you're right because you see the same thing over and over and it's that same old thing and you, you may not find it very interesting, but somebody else might. Yeah, um, I find that to be a challenge for myself. I find that for example, here in Bolivia, there's so many things that are unusual or new me or things that I see, but I just I don't understand why these things are happening or you know what's the meaning behind it, and that makes it interesting and gives me that motivation to want to shoot things and share strange happenings with with other people. But when I go to visit my family, I feel completely uninspired sometimes <laughs> because it's the same old thing I've seen for my whole life growing up. Um, I don't find it interesting anymore, but I think it's not that it's not interesting. It's just that I'm not seeing the interesting moment. Yeah, I think if you spend more time on the familiar, you might um, look at it from a different angle. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking, you know, many different photos of the same thing. 
uh, you you may come up with a, a whole different look on it, a different take on it when you when you do that. And people people are always changing, different, and you know people are are a great subject always. I actually I remembered the other day. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a rant, but no, that's <laughs> I fine. I remembered the other day when I was about 15 years old or 16. I guess I was driving already, so I must have been 16. With several of my friends, I said, "Hey, let's start a project where we take pictures of interesting people." And we bought disposable cameras. And whenever I saw someone who was interesting or weird, I would ask them if I could take their picture. And I just realized the other day, I guess that was the start of street photography, street photography for me. <laughs> I, it, absolutely. And I was thinking, I'll have to, next time I visit my, my dad, I wonder if I have any of those old pictures lying around. Yeah, I hope you do. That, yeah, would, be, that, would, be, yeah, that would be very interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, pictures get put away in boxes and you forget where they are. Yeah. Which is... But we'll see if we can find them. But that's just the point of it is that even if your area isn't interesting, there's always interesting people. Always. Always, always interesting people. Um, yeah, I was listening to a guy on Valerie Chardon's, her old podcast, and he lived in a real small town. I forget where he was. And he's he goes out and shoots all the time. And so everybody knows him. He knows everybody else. And, you know, they think you know, he's that strange guy who walks around and takes pictures of everything. <laughs> But he just keeps doing it. And you never know what kind of relationships it'll open up to in a small town. People get to know you, but, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you'll make new friends and even start seeing people in the places you live at like. Yeah, I, I grew up in a small town in Appalachia, and I don't think it's particularly interesting, although there are a lot of interesting characters there. But one of our featured photographers from last year, Scott Houston, his okay. wife happens to be from my town. Except they live in New York. He's doing. Did you guys uh, know each other? Uh, no, we actually met. Well, he had it's a little side story, but he he submitted photos to us, and then he sent me a video that he did with um, uh, Charles Manson's daughter. I go, well, this is very interesting. So I reached out. And I said, you know, we have to talk. And he says, well, I I'd love to talk to you, but I'm leaving town today. I'm going to East Liverpool, Ohio. I go, what? <laughs> East Liverpool? <laughs> I said, I'm from there. And, you know, his mother-in-law and my mother were very good friends. I, wow. I, never, I didn't know his wife, but I, I know her sister very well. And so it's funny. And Scott is a just a fabulous documentary photographer. And he's doing basically a photo story about the area. We they've, Like a lot of towns in uh, rural towns, uh, it's got a big drug problem. And he actually has met gone to the homes of some of these drug addicts and wow. taken photographs of them sticking needles in their arms. And uh, I mean, he's, he's fearless, just fearless anyway. Um, but he but finds, that's a good point. yeah. I mean, sometimes it's about looking for story too. Yeah. And then using the story as the inspiration for your photography. Yeah, you're right. And he, um, I mean, he lives in Manhattan, but he thinks this little town is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's true. Sometimes places lose interest because we grow up there, but <laughs> other people might find it really fascinating. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, and I thought that was funny. I said, "Geez, you know, that's not a particularly interesting town," and he thinks it's it, it is. Of course, he's also a guy who spent time with uh, skinheads and wound up getting beaten up by them, <laughs> but. <laughs> And kept on going. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, he's fearless. Okay. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So if you have a good story to tell about your town, let us know. Oh, I'm going to one more point about this. And if anybody knows uh, David Hobby or knows a David Hobby, the strobist guy, he, you know, he was a um, uh, photojournalist for the uh, Baltimore Sun for many years. He lives in the suburbs of Baltimore. He travels the world, um, you know, doing, you know, teaching and training now. But he has, I remember reading, he has a personal project, just shooting his own small town and just going out and document, documenting what's going on there. Because he said, nobody else is going to do it. And obviously, he's a very good photographer. And it's just a personal thing. He just keeps doing it. Yeah, that's a really good motivation, too. Because I think, you know, years down the line, even if those images don't have value to others, I think you'll have a lot of value for just for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And they may pull them out of some website, some electronic storage box somewhere and go, look at these pictures from 50 years ago that, that David Hobby took. Boy, they're really something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I love going back and looking at old pictures of my city or other places. And Yeah, you, you know. see how things change. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's keep going here. Um, yeah, Google, you probably know the, the news now. It came out. Several weeks ago, Google is, um, um, is manufacturing, well, sort of manufacturing, their own phone. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Google Pixel. Um, and it's pure Google. doesn't have any extra software on it. And I, I, I became fascinated with this. I was thinking, actually considering getting one. Well, one of the reasons is it's supposed to have, like, one of the, the best phone camera ever. And, you know, these, tele, these uh, mobile phone cameras keep getting better. So... Yeah. Uh, so that that came out, and uh, it does look fascinating. I, I've been thinking about getting it. You know, I've been an iPhone user and a Mac user for years, and but you know, it's time for me to get a new phone. So I've, I've been looking at it. But what? Uh, it, so it's worth checking out if you like to use your mobile phone, and you're in the uh, uh, the Android ecosystem, or you want to give it a try. That it looks very interesting. I've played with one, and it's pretty nice. And uh, the reason I bring it up is that it got me interested in looking at Google Photos, uh, the app, uh, the service, um, because mm -hmm. the phone comes with unlimited Google Photos, full-size images, and it, uh, it pulls them off your phone and saves them in, in Google Photos, um, which is pretty interesting because if you take a lot of pictures with your camera, you start to run out of space. So we're going to talk a little bit later about Google Photos. That's, that's the reason I brought that up. Yeah, a couple of things I read about that phone. I guess time will tell. You know, it's so new. It's hard to it's hard to say how good the camera's going to be or not. But it did score an 89 on the XO Mark's camera test. Yeah, it did. I'm not too familiar with the test, but apparently that's the best rating any smartphone has got yet. So, you know, we'll see in, in practical application if it's a good camera or not. Yeah. Um, another thing I liked about it is that you can... Get it in uh, with 128 um, gigabytes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of it in Spanish. Oh like, yeah, no, well, let's say gigabytes. it in Spanish. That's okay. <laughs> 128 gigabytes. <laughs> gigabytes, yeah, close enough. <laughs> of internal storage, which is really good for internal storage. So that's a lot of space for pictures too. Um, but anyway, those are the two points that really stood out to me. I could make it a really good camera. Yeah, you guys uh, got to bear with Ashley. She speaks Spanish all day thinks in spanish so it's a bit I think of a it's eating away my english that's sometimes. right yeah that's okay it's just like one big language now <laughs> extra words 
double yeah. the words. Well, almost double. Extra words and really bad pronunciation. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, it does have 128 gigabytes, which is not as big as the biggest iPhone now. But with that uh, photo storage, photos and videos, um, it sounds pretty cool. So it's I'm pretty good. Does it have external storage capabilities too? Do you know? You mean like with a memory card? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, the other Android phones do have a slot for a micro SD card. This one does not, but it's got that external storage, which I think makes it sounds it sounds very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, you have to let us know how it, how it works out if you if you do purchase it. Uh, I well, I don't think I'm going to though. Um, oh. I just I just do so much with the iPhone; it ties into my work. So I'm probably not going to, but if I do, definitely. And if if any of uh, any of you listeners out there uh, have purchased it and you're taking photos with it, if you want to share anything with us or you have a story, we'd be uh, be very interested in that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great for the blog or even you know if you have a full blown review in the magazine too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reviews. They're more more techy. Uh, you know, I've seen some camera comparisons and. You know, they're just talking about uh, megapixels and, um, you know, things like that. So it'd be nice to see a, a street photography. Exactly. Exactly. And let's see. Oh, moving along, the, the uh, Siena uh, International uh, Photo Awards, the SIPA contest or SIPA contest. Um, they had their big festival last weekend. And matter of fact, Gina Williams was there. She had, yeah. uh, she had a lot of uh, Internet problems. And she's probably having just too much fun, but uh, we'll be hearing <laughs> from her soon about that. But um, they published the winners, and it's exciting to me because you know I was one of the judges, and we don't we don't know who the who the photographers are for good reason. And they uh, they published the winners on their website, and I, we're going to put a link to that. And and the, just amazing photos. It makes it very hard to judge because there's so many good ones, and. The work is just, I don't know, it's just, just stunning. That and, had to be such a hard job because I've been looking at some of the, the images mm -hmm. and they are amazing. And there's so many amazing images. How do you, how do you choose <laughs> when everyone is top-notch photographer? It's very hard. Um, yeah, we, there's about 12 on the, on the jury. And I mean, we'll, I mean, they sort through them first and then, and then we each are given like three categories to start, and they um, and we score them from one to ten, okay. and and then they, you know, uh, you know they wait they wait the scores, and and then then we go back and we do it again. We do, do it like three times, mm -hmm. and uh, so so it's hard, and you you get into like a pattern of of um, you know how you assign numbers to them. I, uh, at least, at least I do. But it's, yeah, it's very difficult. It takes a long time, and every photo is better than anyone I've ever taken, and probably any I, I will take. So, um, and some of these, you know, many of the uh, other judges are, you know, National Geographic photographers, international photojournalists, um, you know, professors. So that, that there's a real, real good mix of people, and definitely props to. Um, uh, to Luca Venturi, who puts this on, put it together himself, and yeah. his son Gabriele does the websites. He's uh, just a very talented web developer, and uh, they just do a great job. And I think this is going to be one of the preeminent contests every year. Yeah, definitely. 
But really the, good. Yeah, and the photos, I mean, if you want to learn to be a better photographer, I mean, it always pays to look at other people's work, but there, there's not a street photography genre in here, but it doesn't matter. You can look at really any of the categories and learn something. And I think one thing that I took away from it, the very best photos were simple. We would have one subject, you know, maybe one main color. Uh, they were focusing on one element of composition. And they were very simple, but very, very powerful. And I encourage you to go in and look. And if you want my recommendation, uh, I would definitely look at the open black and white category, the open color, and travel. Those probably would be the best for street photographers. Yeah. Also, I'm always a sucker for the stories. The storyboard gallery yes. is amazing. And I would say that this almost classifies as street photography. It, um, it's documentary, and we, yeah. we blur the lines, so for sure. We do. <laughs> yeah. There's some really good stories. There's one about the refugee, um, which I felt was like, it's just really, I think we've seen some, a lot of images, people, you know, making it to the shore and feeling hopeful and the volunteers helping them. But I think there's a lot more struggle going on than we're exposed to. And the story about the refugees um, from the Super Contest is, is really, really, it's sad, but I think it's real. <laughs> yeah, and it makes it real. Um, there were numerous um, submissions uh, about the refugees, and it was really hard to choose to choose one from that group because um, yeah. they were all so good. Imagine. And, you know, this kind of crosses over to our earlier subject. You were talking about doing work in your own town. And if you do more of a documentary approach, uh, you can find lots of stories in your own town. Yeah, for sure. I remember one of my favorite um, photo stories. I don't know if it made the cut or not. Um, and it was about a guy who makes... I think it was dulcimers, uh, you know, wooden musical instruments. I think it was, it was a dulcimer. It, it, it was in Italy, and it was just about this guy. And it was so good. I mean, the photographs were, were fabulous, and it was so interesting. And that's just a little story that was in the corner of this guy's town, and he he was interested in it and shot it. And so, you know, if you can't see much on the street, and, and pick a story. I, I'm thinking of doing one on oh. on bowling alleys. Bowling bowling is really big in our town. That would be a really good one. Yeah, I shouldn't have said it because somebody would steal it. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it out later. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, but, but it's true. And I think sometimes you might, maybe it just requires a little boldness. For example, some of the stories were taken in, you know, some of them are in like dangerous neighborhoods. But oh, yeah. Some of them were in high security prisons. There's one... Um, about, I guess, was it Iran, I believe, that um, young girls are in prison because they can be charged for crimes from just nine years old. And so people have gone in here and taken images. And it made me think, actually, the prison system here in Bolivia is really interesting. Basically, if you get sent to jail, it's like a small town. Uh, it's an enclosed environment, but you have to work, you have to pay rent if you want your own cell. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's almost like a daily life. If, if people have children, the children go out of the jail, they go to school and then come back to the jail with their, with their parents. And I thought to myself, after looking at these, you know, you could probably ask for permission and go in and take photographs. Are you going to do it? Well, you there's not a big, there's not a big jail like that here in my oh. city. Um, but I had friends who volunteered 
um, in one of these centers in Santa Cruz. And that jail is called Palma Sola. It's huge. And it's like a miniature city. Um, so wow. who knows? I mean, th- those are things that I didn't even think of it until I saw these, these stories. But you never know where there's a place like that in your town or nearby that you could. You might if you just have, you know, the, the bravery to go say, hey, I'm working on a project. Can I take some images here? They might, you know, what's the worst they can say is no, but they might say yes. Yeah. Hopefully they don't forget that you're a citizen and they don't let you back out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, interesting. I, There's so much interesting material all around us sometimes. That don't Just have don't blind. Yeah. We put on our blinders and go about our business and don't even pay attention. Well, interesting. Super yeah. interesting stories. Definitely a good source of inspiration. Um, this, the individual images and also the stories from the yep. so, photo awards. Yeah. So if you can't find your own uh, good, anything good in your town, go to your, your local prison. Mm-hmm. Lord knows in the U S we have enough of them. Huh? Well, moving right along. Uh, one other thing I just happened to notice that, um, uh, uh, Flickr has a new look, a little bit of a new look. Did you, have you seen that actually? Yeah. yeah, I did. At first I was a little confused when I opened up Flickr. What's, going on here but <laughs> but now that i've checked it out i really like it um i feel like it's more open i like that you can see more images at once and really nice i like the new layout yeah it's, it's a good change. yeah it's cleaner and i noticed um yeah they're, they're using bigger images maybe i just need to change a setting but the images are larger when you scroll through your favorites or for through groups and um it's uh yeah it, it it looks good it lo- looks really good i you know i worry about flickr because you know verizon is buying yahoo and who knows what's going to happen with it they'll probably start charging us by the megabyte or something <laughs> but uh yeah but it, but yeah it does it looks nice so if you're if you're a flickr user uh and you haven't looked at it in a while go go take a look yeah for sure and sp- speaking of Flickr, this is probably a good time to, to mention this. We've, we're, we, we have a big Flickr group. I mean, we've got 15,000 members, almost half a million images in there. And admittedly, we're not as active in, in the Flickr group as we should be and can be, but um, that's, that's changing. Ashley's been doing a lot with it. Um, we're going to start a, a very simple contest. Every month, we're going to select a one Flickr photo of the month, and we're going to feature it. It's going to be announced here on the podcast, or we're going to put it on the website. And as a matter of fact, part of the terms of being a member of our Flickr group is you're giving us permission to use one of your photos, to use your photos on the website. And by the way, when you do, we do that, we give you full attribution. You know, we don't make any claims. We, you know, we yeah. it's your copyright. It's your your material, like anything that's published in the magazine, always belongs to the photographer. Anyway, so um, we we picked our first one for November, and and it goes right along with what we were talking about about the uh, the SIPA contest winners. It's very very simple photo, but I think it's uh, it's beautiful, and it's by uh, it's a by a guy named Evok. He's from the uh, he's from the Czech Republic. And it's called Cross, and the photo will be published in the uh, in the article that goes with this podcast. So uh, please see that. And any any person we select gets a free one year subscription to the web version of the magazine. Yeah, so this is a it's going to be really exciting. I I love the image we selected this time. 
um, like you mentioned, it doesn't have a lot of elements, but I think that's what makes it even more powerful. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to describe it. Just go to the website <laughs> and, and look at it. Definitely. Yeah, and when you're there, subscribe to the magazine, please. <laughs> that's our commercial for the week. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, um, I do have a technical recommendation, or uh, and that's... I. When I was checking out the the Google Phone, the the Pixel, you know, the, it you know it comes with unlimited uh, Google Photo store uh, storage. I said, you know, I've always meant to check that out. You know, since I have Apple devices, I have Apple Photos, which is very good. But uh, I thought I'd give Google Photos a try. So I I added it to my phone and my uh, and my computer. And when you have the phone app, it automatically uploads all the photos from your phone, which is really nice. Yeah, I've been using it for a little while. I like it. Yeah. I like to use it kind of as a backup. <laughs> well, and that's exactly what it is. When you have the app on your computer, it's called Google Photos Backup. Yeah, um, and then I had it I had it slurp up my photos, which I'm going to get to that in a second. What I really like about it, I mean, it's, and you, you get the same thing with Apple. And what I really like about it is once the photos are in there for a while, the search is amazing. They apply Google search to your photos. And, for example, um, you know, maybe you took a picture near a beach and you wanted to, wanted to find it, but you don't know where it is. You can do a search for waves, just the word waves, W-A-V-E-S, and it'll automatically pull up any photos that have waves in them. Yeah, the search is amazing. You're right. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I was talking about before, about having, a you know, a box full of photos like like. <laughs> years from school or yeah you know so where are those and even I, you know i use lightroom and i still can't find things in there um so so the search i mean it it's really really good i mean on on the on the downside it's a little creepy because it's google <laughs> and they want to know everything about you uh, i don't worry about it too much because i'm not particularly interesting I don't yeah, I don't worry about it either because I figure if somebody wants to know about you, they'll find out about you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And But I like it because it's cross-platform. If I do happen to get an Android phone, all my photos are still going to the same place. Like I said, yeah. the search is amazing. You can put in mountains. You can put in dog, you know, if you want to find dogs. City names. City names. I think you can even put in, like, family. <laughs> you can. You That's can. Yeah, and you, and you can, um, uh, you know, brings up any person's photograph, and then you can uh, you can apply a name to it that only you see. And sharing is very good. Um, I had yeah. pulled in a number of vacation photos, and it was real easy to share them out. I mean, it's easy to share ones from Apple Photos as well, but the the search is so much better. Um, and when you're it it saves you from having to create folders and things. You just dump them in there. Oh, oh by the way, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's free. If but the images are compressed. If you don't want them to be compressed, um, then you need it still to. It gives you a good amount of space. Um, it, I think right now I don't have. I, I upload my photos without compressing them, and I still have some space left. So. I'm not sure how much they give you, but it's just quite a bit. I think I don't know, you get maybe 10 gigabytes. I, it, it, it's all over the place. And if you buy different Google services, they throw in storage. Um, just like the phone, you, you have unlimited photos, full resolution. 
Oh, wow. So, and yours are, you're storing yours at full resolution, too? I am. Well, that's good. And that, that is a good backup. Uh, so, very interesting. It also has this, has an assistant. Have you used the assistant? Not very often. I, for example, I have it on my phone, and I haven't adjusted the settings at all. I recently reset my phone, so I, <laughs> I haven't gotten a, an adjusted settings very much. So, it pops up sometimes, but uh, the things that presents me with aren't really useful. Like it'll make you a movie or, you know, check out your memory from three years ago. <laughs> so those things don't, I mean, that doesn't interest, but I'm not sure what the full, you know, what other uses the, assist, the assistant might have actually. Well, I think with a problem with it, at least with me, is I, I uploaded thousands of photos. So it, the assistant created all these albums and uh, movies and, and animations, things like that. And there was just yeah. a lot to go through. But I right. did so, see one, like, for example, I was in New, New York for a few days, took a number of photographs. It automatically created an, an album with all those photographs. I didn't say I was in New York, but it recognized the fact that I was there because, you know, the streets and the buildings. And it created an album called Weekend in New York. <laughs> I go, wow, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that pop up as well. So it is pretty good for organizing. It, and it does, and it also creates panoramas. If you take a, a few photographs of the same scene, it will automatically stitch them together and make one panorama. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all you have to do, like I said, it's free. Um, you install the app on your phone and you install the app on your computer. And uh, I recommend you turn off cellu cellular uh, backup. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they also have an option to free up space. So once photos are backed up there, it will delete them for your, from your phone. I did not do that because I want to keep the originals. And uh, then you start uploading. And don't, oh. let me, don't do what I did. I, um, um, what did you do? <laughs> well, I, you know, I said, oh, this is pretty cool. I'll let it just upload my photos. So I gave it access to my pictures folder in, um, uh, in Mac, Mac OS. And I forgot my Lightroom libraries in there. And it pulled in thousands of photos. And and, the, and it pulls in the original photo because, you know, all the Lightroom edits are stored in metadata. So they're all unedited photos, thousands of them. And I have like commercial ones I do for clients. And, and I had hundreds and hundreds of like photos from a portrait shoot uh, I did for this one company. And I had to go in and delete them. Wow, man. And it did one thing that I thought was funny. I had a picture of one guy. I had several photos of him. And I don't know what it was about him, but, the, but it created an album called Vatican City. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe he looks did like he one look of like the, the statues. <laughs> he looks like the Pope. No, he definitely doesn't look like the Pope. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it was funny. I, I don't know why. I, I, I should probably go back and... Look at some of my photographs from from, Vat from the Vatican <laughs> City to see if there was like a statue or something he looks like. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought like it was funny. Good memes. But uh, good recommendation. Um, so check it out. Good tool. Probably everybody knows it. I mean, I knew it. I just never used it. All right. Yeah, if you haven't tried it out, it's worth a shot. Definitely. And then um, one thing we've been doing on these shows, and we 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 had so much content in the in the past, we skipped it a couple times. We like to to pick a photographer that we like and talk about them, street photographer. And Ashley's got one this week. So yeah. why don't you tell us about this guy? Yeah, so this is a, a really fantastic photographer. 
Um, he, his name is Jim Akash or GMB Akash and just an amazing photographer. Some of you might have heard of him. He's been taking photographs for National Geographic for a whole bunch of really well-known publications. Um, but I think if you check him out, you're really going to love his work. We're, we're going to include the link to his website here. Um, and his images are just, they're beautiful. They're vivid. They're very welcome. He has interesting subject material and he always tells a story. Um, I'd like to read a little something off his website. Sure. That he, he says, for me, photography is my link uh, to access, to communicate, to identify, and mostly to make it heard. Through photography, I only jot down my heart's language. The best part about being a photographer is that I'm able to articulate the experiences of the voiceless and to bring their identity to the forefront, which gives meaning and purpose to my own life. And I just really like that about him. He says in his about page that he, he's grown up in a developing country where there's millions of people who are impoverished, abused. He said, um, let's see, he wrote here, I had access to the darkest, one of the darkest corners of the world. And he says that he's felt so much compassion and empathy for people that he became determined to give them a voice, a voice to the voiceless. Um, so it's, it's really nice. His, his photography isn't just photography. It's more than that. It's also about um, telling the stories of people who might not otherwise even have a chance to have their story told. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm a sucker for stories, and he has a really good stories page. Um, there's a project called Angels in Hell, which is about child, um, child labor. Uh, there's another one about life for rent, which is all about um, women who are born and grow up as prostitutes. They know no other life, and he's gone into their community and taken really intimate portraits of them. Um, I mean, there's tons here. He has a project called Contained in a Cage, which I also found really powerful, disturbing might be a word to, to put on it. Um, it's about in, in Bangladesh or, you know, in his area, many times mentally handicapped people, there's no treatment for them. There's nowhere for them to go. They're often abandoned. And basically, if their mental state is really bad, they're kept chained up or in cages their whole life, sometimes without clothes. Oh, my God. Um, they're fed like animals. And he's documented this. I mean, these are things we don't we don't hear about sometimes in the States, but they're out there. They exist. And he's giving a voice to them. So just a really powerful, really good photographer, really good motive, um, amazing stories. Definitely someone worth checking out. Um, another thing I love about him is his workshop. This, if you have the chance to do one workshop, I think this would be the one. Um, because he spends six days in a one-on-one -on -one workshop with people. And their comments about the workshop have been amazing. Um, one thing we talked about earlier, sometimes we have trouble seeing, seeing the images and the circumstances we're in. And one of his students commented that. Um, he took them all around Bangladesh and he said, sometimes there's tons of people. He said, sometimes there's too many people. I can't even, you know, how do you find an image when there's thousands of people forming all around you? But he said that's what GMB or, or GMB Akash helped him see the image. Um, so definitely someone worth checking out. Worth checking out his stories. Um, they're super powerful. They can give you inspiration, I think, to compose better, to see stories. And if you have the resources and the time to do a workshop, it might be a really good workshop to check out. Too. Sign me up. Yeah. I also, one other comment that one of the students said, he said, you know, I don't know if I'm being politically correct, but you see a lot of stuff on the news about Bangladesh. But he said he felt completely safe the whole time and that Akash took him to places that on his own, he would never have 
gone to. Um, so not only do you get to spend time with an amazing photographer that will give you really good tips, but also you get to see a side of a country that you probably wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you should do that in Bolivia. Yeah. Hey. It would be interesting. New business. There's definitely places here. <laughs> he is uh yeah, and and he I mean if you can't afford to go go see him in Bangladesh, he has a number of very good videos and I'm going to put a link to his video page. As a matter of fact, he gave a TED talk. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I didn't watch that. I think I did see it, but I never watched it. All right. Well, I tell you if if uh, if you want more information, don't hesitate to visit our website at streetphotographymagazine.com and our Facebook page at, well, we'll put a link to it in the show notes because I don't know it off the top of my head. And don't forget to check out our Flickr group. We'll put it in there too. Yeah, and upload your photos. Maybe you'll get selected to be the Flickr photo of the month and win a free subscription. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, thanks again for taking the time to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yes, definitely. So you guys keep shooting. Until next time.